Hello, welcome to episode 10, season 2 of Hey Honey, How Was School? On the podcast with me today, I have Lily. Hi. And Nora. Hi. <laughs> Uh, our first highlight this week is called Becoming Historians. We've been, well, I guess, becoming historians this week. <laughs> Tell us about it. So, basically, we learned about um, the three types of thinking, like a historian. The okay. first one is storyteller. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, and then the second one was scientist, <laughs> and then the third one was lawyer. Yeah, these are, like, the ways that historians think about uh-huh. history. You know, number one, they tell stories. And they use evidence, like scientists. And what do the lawyer parts of historians the lawyer, do? Like, they make arguments. Yeah. And they they use their... They use like, their evidence, evidence to, like, mm-hmm. support their, their case. Yes. Basically. For, like, why you think something happened in history, a.k.a. the story uh-huh. about yeah. the past. Very Uh cool. And we're going to be doing this this year. We also talked about how historians use primary sources. That's like their main bread and butter. Mm -hmm. What's primary source? So a (laughs) primary source, I'm trying to remember this. I might might get it a little wrong, but I feel like the general general gist of it Mm -hmm. is basically primary source is a, like, some, like, a written document or, like, art or just something like that Mm -hmm. that is made in, like, the time period that they are studying. Very good. Um, And I asked you guys, well, how are these sources used? Like, what do historians actually do? Very important for us since we are becoming historians. Um, And you guys had to pick a sentence from a text that we read. Um, and it was awesome because the class was just like split down the middle. There were two sentences uh-huh. you guys both really liked. And you guys were on opposite sides of the argument this time. So do you guys want to share your sentences? Yeah. Okay. Go for so, it. So the sentence I chose was historians and researchers try to understand primary sources by asking a series of questions as they examine them. Awesome. And my sentence was, we made informed assumptions based on those primary sources as well as as well as the research of other historians to draw conclusions about these historical figures' lives. Yeah, this was super fun for me. Number one, that like everybody picked the same two sentences, uh, but also just it, I think, illustrates this phenomenon that sometimes like there's not one right answer. Uh-huh. And I think both of these are really, really awesome. And good, they give us a good... Um, they name skills that we can we can do things we can do such as asking questions, or drawing of informed assumptions, making conclusions, that kind of thing. So, uh, yeah, I think we're ready to dig into some history next week. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Highlight number two is we started. Well, I guess we didn't technically start it this week, but we've been learning about how to do it, the process, and this is the beloved mentor sentence. All the fifth graders were so excited. I know you guys have been asking waiting. me all year, like, when are we going to start? Yeah, like, you kept being like, oh, we're not doing it yet. And then, like, <laughs> um, like the, after, like, half an hour, the fifth graders, all of the fifth graders would be like, are we going to do the mentor sentence yeah. now? <laughs> Anytime I asked you to get your literacy notebook, you'd be like, is it mentor sentence? Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, yeah, fourth grade perspective. Yeah, fourth, Go ahead. Fourth grade was like, what in the world is 
some mentor sentences. It's a lot at first, isn't it? And then, like, when we first started it, mm-hmm. like, I did not like it at all. Mm-hmm. But now that I really like it, now because we do them. Do you really like it now? Yeah. I feel like you're being nice. I feel like you hate it, but give it a couple weeks and you're going to love it. Like, it's, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But, like... Why don't you Why don't you guys tell listeners who are unfamiliar with just kind of the gist with so, your sentence? So, like, Mrs. Minogue comes up with, like, she finds, like, a paragraph or two in a book mm-hmm. that, look, and, like, she... He, like, puts it onto a slide deck, and each day there's, like, I guess, like, a different lens that we look through. You guys can't see Nora right now, but she's doing air quotes around the word lens. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, what are our first kind of three main lenses that we explore or use? On Monday, we do reading, like, a reader. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Tuesday we did, on Tuesday we did reading like a writer. Yep. And then Wednesday is grammar day. Grammar day. Which is is my favorite because we get get to highlight stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and use the format painter tool on Uh slides. Yeah, it's a fun tool. Yeah. Um, But we basically work with the same piece of text. It's short, real little. Yeah. And then... We, each day, we withdraw different learnings from it, from the perspective of a reader, a writer, and a grammarian. And then Thursday and Friday, what do we do? Uh, so, so Thursday is <laughs> honestly my favorite day. Because so fun. you take one of the features you found on Mon- that you found on Monday or Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we can do multiple, mm-hmm. well, if mm-hmm. we can fit in there, but like... So basically what we do is we take one or two of those features and then we basically imitate it and like write, basically what I do is I write like a paragraph or two that uses those. Yes. On Friday, we revise it. So like we do something like different Mm -hmm. that in our case, like... Like, Bailey, different like, words, uh-huh. but it still says the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah basically within the same content. Yeah, it's basically or like context. a different way, I guess, of saying mm-hmm. the thing that mm-hmm. you know, originally found. Yeah. So Thursday, Friday is kind of our application day. So we've, we've studied and examined Monday through Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, you guys get to apply some of the knowledge that you gained by imitating a craft that we observed Monday, Tuesday. And on uh, Revise It Day, this is where we, quote, re-see, revise, yeah. get it, re-see. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, we like to think arms. We add, remove, move, or substitute uh, things around. And we work within the actual text that is there. But Thursday, that context gets to come from your own imagination, which is always fun. Like, yeah. yeah, that's yeah. the way I like it. One of the things, oh, and the text it was light slunk up the face of the house and as the first rays hit the ground floor and windows Piampo Moose clapped his hands and I did light raised up in the windows and the first rays hit the ground floor Piampo Moose hit his hands together cool so you've added some punctuation moved things around it's fun to kind of even just 
I mean, you didn't change a ton, but just to manipulate and move things around and see how your punctuation changes um, is cool, even in itself. Very yeah, nice. I feel like, so this is kind of like what I did for the start. Mm-hmm. Or the light slung up the house. Yeah. So I did light, did light slowly we glided across the first floor of the house. Ooh, nice. I was attempting to, we, we talked about how it had a very, um, like, somber or stark mood. And I tried to make it, like, a fanciful mood. And I said, yeah. light danced up the front of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's so much fun. All right, highlight number three is action adventure noticing. Um, we mentioned last week that we've started, you know, investigating this type of genre in terms of writers being ready to write this kind of text. Uh, but this week we were really just immersed in more mentor texts. Um, what were some things you guys noticed this week about so, what action adventure authors do? I noticed that there's like, so in a lot of books, there's like some risk taking, but then in action adventure books, there's like a lot of mm-hmm. risk taking mm-hmm. and especially risk taking for saving or protecting somebody else's life. Yeah, we've seen a lot of characters yeah. make that choice, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, what were some, I guess, uh, writer's craft, I guess, that we've talked about that we've seen this week that writers use? So one thing I noticed was there was a lot of onomatopoeia. Yeah. And that's basically, like, where the book makes like, writes noises that would kind of, like, describe what you're, like, what you would be hearing. Yeah, yeah. And, like, and so one of the text, I mean, uh, chapters that we read Mm -hmm. from a book was um, from, it was from Ground Zero. Yeah. And, like, it was, like, so, like, it was, like, just after the plane crashed. Mm -hmm. And then it was, and then the, I forget what his the name Brandon. Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Here's like crash. Mm-hmm. Crash. Mm-hmm. And like it like yeah. says it in the text. Yeah, one that stood out to me was the sound that he wrote for the helicopter blades yeah. where it was like boom 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 was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice. Uh highlight number 4. Uh yesterday actually we had kind of a fun conversation called the shape of a graph. Um, we've been studying and talking a lot about mean, median, mode, and these measures of center. You guys have been developing some skills in that umbrella, but now it's time to start thinking about, well, like, what does this mean in terms of when we're looking at a data set? So we got some new kind of fun vocabulary yesterday, and we looked at kind of big picture, stepping back and discussing what's going on in a graph with various types of data represented. Um, does somebody want to talk about our our moment where we were like, wait, what? With the uh, skewed yeah, left and skewed right? So, <laughs> basically, when a graph is skewed right, there's, like, a lot of the data points are on the left. Mm-hmm. And then there's a few data points that are, like, on the right. Yeah, we were like, wait a minute. Why is it called skewed left if majority of them are on the right when we say it's skewed right and it's so perfect that you're on this podcast right now Nora because Nora was wearing a hat yesterday and we were moving Nora's hat around on her head trying to understand what it means to be skewed left and skewed right and I actually didn't have a good answer for you guys 
I tried looking it up on the in- internet and it wasn't what I would consider kid user friendly. And I ended up going home last night and texting some of my friends who are data scientists, statisticians, and they helped explain it to me. Um, so I'm really excited next week to share with the class kind of some analogies that we came up with for understanding why yeah. it's why it's skewed left when everything's on the right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What other, yeah, fun words did we? So uh, we found out like what peaks are. So mm-hmm. peaks are like, Ones that are higher than the other. Uh huh. Lots of lots of data points add a single value. Yeah. 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 And so, like the numbers that have the most mm-hmm. data points yep. are the peaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's different than the rest. Mm-hmm. And then clusters are like a big group mm-hmm. of data. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. outliers are like ones that are really far away. Yeah. And yeah. Um. <laughs> Yesterday we did like a really fun demonstration of it. So Lana, oh gosh, I was like, you're about to talk about Lana, aren't you? Yeah, <laughs> go so ahead. Lana, she was over by the teacher's desk, and we were on the other side of the room, and then we all pointed to her and we said, "You're the outlier." <laughs> yeah, she was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a good visual. I feel like you guys will never forget what an outlier is. They're like way far away, yeah, all alone. That, <laughs> Like another way I thought about was like there's like this big party on one side mm, of the town, and then like an outlier is like the is like the one person who's on like the other side of the town who didn't go to the party. Oh, were they not invited? That's very good. What's your student choice highlight? Um, it's the gifted budget. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, yeah. Yeah. So, I'll describe the phenomenon. You guys can explain. Yeah. So, on Monday this week, um, the United States House of Representatives, um, the Budget Committee, is meeting to revise the budget for the upcoming year, which includes money... um, appropriated for education and on Monday they decided that um, they would recommend not to federally fund gifted programming um, anymore and that was really hard for me and we were talking about it for you guys as well because it affects you Um, and we just kind of had a good conversation about that and what it means to be civically engaged um how how are you guys feeling and thinking do you, i mean do do you understand kind of like what that means for you guys so basically what i thought was like why would they do this when this like people who are in like gifted classes or high ability classes mm-hmm. like they would probably be in that class because they need that so that they can keep learning. Yeah. Well, How'd like, you feel about it, Lily? Like, uh, I felt like, 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 if they do take away and have, like, take away yeah. high ability mm-hmm. or gifted classrooms, yeah. then they're gonna, like, what are we gonna do? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like What's are we just gonna join random classes and mm-hmm. learn, like, things that like 
aren't mm. quite your level. Sure. Yeah. Or, or like mm-hmm. because what's gonna happen to you? Or like yeah. would the fourth graders move up to fifth grade? Mm-hmm. Or like like yeah. it would be so yeah. crazy. I think you guys are asking good questions. I think adults are asking these same questions, you know, like, what does, what does that mean? What will it look like? Um, and it's hard because, you know, since the 1950s, we've had access to this money and we've decided that these types of learners deserve to have quality education as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's definitely something on our minds and we've, we've also had the conversation like, what can we do about it? Um, and I think this is something that we'll continue to talk about in the next couple yeah, like, of weeks. Also, something that I thought about was, like, well, if next year all of the fourth and fifth graders are going to be moved to the to the new middle school, well, two, yeah. then, uh, like, how are they going to do it if that passes? Mm-hmm. Because, like... Will there be more classes? Mm-hmm. Will classes mm-hmm. be a ton bigger? Like, mm-hmm. how many classrooms will they, will there be for mm-hmm. everyone? Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. I also learned, like, the difference between private schools and public schools. In private oh, yeah. schools, you have to pay. Uh-huh, you pay a tuition. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they can basically, like, make their own rules mm-hmm. that, like, mm-hmm. can be harmful, but, like, not mm-hmm. really harmful. Yeah, they don't have to be. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, so, like, they could say in their rules, mm-hmm. not, like, rules, that <laughs> girls can wear leggings. Okay. But then they say that they can't wear leggings, so they change their <laughs> rules. Yeah. Well, we talked about, like, a, like a dress code yeah. um, is a rule that they can implement. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They can mm-hmm. change. Yeah, yeah good we did I forgot we had that conversation and then also like what's a charter school like what does this mean (laughs) yeah very good uh table talk this week what'd you guys decide so Uh, we decided I used to think blank but now I think blank love this question what'd you guys say so my answer was basically just like when I was younger I used to think that West Lafayette was in the middle of Indiana, mm. but no. I thought you were going to say in the middle of the world. No. And I was like, I think that's how a lot of little kids think, is like, I'm the center of the world. I'm the most important <laughs> Yeah. No. My it's, town is in the middle. No. <laughs> yeah. But like, since I knew we lived in Indiana. Oh, like, gotcha. I thought. Like, you thought we were Indianapolis? No. No, you just thought we were in the middle. Yeah, I thought okay. we were in the got very it, middle it. of the state. Okay, okay. <laughs> when actually we're not. Mm-hmm. And so when my dad had explained it to me mm. using a map, then I finally was like, oh. Mm. So, what about you, Lily? Um, when I was younger, probably like five years old, I thought that I was older than Emma, but Emma was older than me because my birthday comes first in the year because mine's the 22nd of April Mm -hmm. and hers is the 28th of April, Mm. but she was born before me, Mm -hmm. but wait, she was born two years before me, but I'm older than her, Mm -hmm. but now I know that she's Also just such a perfect little kid way you think it works. And I was like, Dad... (laughs) Why is Emma older than me, but I'm older than her? <laughs> and then my dad was like, 
Oh, no, well, <laughs> you're kind of, like, not. And I was like, I wanted to be older than her. And I started crying. But now I know that um, I'm actually younger than her. <laughs> good one. Good one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with this uh, skewed left, skewed right. Like, I used to think that when all the data points were on one side of the graph, that meant that that graph was skewed that direction. But now I know... We don't name it by the center. We name it by the thing that makes it weird. Yeah. And we're, we'll talk about it next week. I'll do a better job of explaining it. I'm going to practice this weekend. <laughs> Alrighty. Do you guys have anything that you want to say before we go? Well, um, not really. Yeah, not really. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>